Hot mornings with Brian DeLon and Tara Fox. Yeah, every morning. Hot mornings, Hot Radio Maine. Welcome to the program. Young Devin, how you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Amazing. Before I even heard music from young Devin, Scott Ayala, they were like, you got to talk to her. You got to meet her. She's got like this great energy and already right. off the jump, I can tell. Um, what fuel, What fuels the good energy for you? What What gives young Devin life? Um, definitely life itself. You know, just waking up every morning. I come from a very rough environment where a lot of people haven't even made it to my age. I'm 19. Mm-hmm. I have friends that I've lost since the age of 14 up until now, you know? So just being alive alone and being in the odds of my neighborhood is 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 one thing that just keeps me motivated and keeps my energy up and then you know just seeing my dreams turn into reality like i've been working you know been doing music for a very long time right. and just to see things that i've dreamt about you know i'm actually doing you know i used to watch a lot of these things that i'm doing on youtube like my favorite rappers and i'm finally in the same spot so it, it really be like a surreal feeling like i'm really living a dream seeing things that you watch on youtube it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy you're the the youngest person to do one of the bet hip pop award ciphers right that had to be something right. that you used to watch and then to be the youngest person to do one's crazy absolutely insane because well for multiple reasons number one you know being a fan of hip-hop of course mm-hmm. the bt hip-hop cypher like as an mc that's kind of what it's like your pit stop mc should want to accomplish and then you know on top of that like the year before i was saying to my mom i'm like you know mommy like i'm gonna make it and i'm gonna be on there next year i was still just starting to rap and i had no way of knowing how i was gonna get there and so said, so done. The year, like a year later, I was there, and so it was just such a such a surreal moment, being on a red carpet, seeing how people were receiving me, and then like all the doors that opened because of the cipher. It really just it warmed my heart, and I was really just super blessed and happy about that. Now, obviously, you got presented to me as like this new artist, and when I hear new yeah. artist, uh, especially in rap, kind of goes like, "We've been doing it for a couple years, and then TikTok took a hold of my song and blew up, and right. you know what I mean." But mm-hmm. you actually have this. This, this background uh, in the Soka world for years. Yep. Can you give us a little background on your on your start and how it began with Soka? So when I was uh, eight years old, I started, that's how I got into doing music. I was singing Soka music. Um, I did a school talent show and it, that went crazy. People thought I was actually a special guest performer. And then because of that, my mom's friend, you know, he has a friend also who is a host of a radio show. So mm-hmm. it was like a friend of a friend of a right. friend. And then um, he was like, I heard you. You were singing a little Soka song. You want to come sing? on the radio and I'm like yeah why not but I'm not thinking he's talking about right there in a moment I'm thinking he's saying like for future you know future tense and no like he pulled me through the my mom's the car window and took me into the radio and told my mother stay in the car told my mother turn the radio on she turned the radio on not even five minutes later she heard my voice on the radio singing and it was such a groundbreaking thing because there was no kid doing soca music like I was the only kid in the genre at the time right. so Everybody was talking about me. It was like the buzz. Who was this little girl? Like, where did she come from? I didn't even know where I came from because I never even <laughs> thought out to do music. So then I started just getting booked for shows. And of course, after seeing the response of people, I realized, like, okay, this is something that I want to take serious and do. So I started doing soca, ended up getting huge in soca, traveling, performing in front of like 30,000 people at 10, 11 years old, having my own tours mm-hmm. around the Caribbean. But then it was like, it'll be weird, right? Because I would have a soul down show in like let's say St. Martin on a Saturday and then I take a flight home Sunday and Monday I'm taking a bus and train to school like regular. Yeah. So 
So, it was like a disconnect. What are you, like Hannah Montana over there? <laughs> yeah, no, literally in my school, that was my, that was like my thing. Like everybody yeah. called Hannah Montana. So it was like, it was a disconnect for me because I'm like, soca music is definitely known and embraced, but it's not even a mainstream thing. Like you need to tell me there's thousands of people who come to my shows in other countries and I still take the bus like regular, mm-hmm. like without even being noticed. And I'm like, you know what? I love my culture. I love where I come from. I think that I want to be the artist to bridge that gap. Not only because I'm from Trinidad, but I'm also, you know, I was born in New York. So it's like that authenticity is there on both ends. I'm fully invested in my culture. Damn near grew up in Trinidad. And then it's like, I'm from Brooklyn. I have the balance of both sides and I know what both sides want. And then, so I always said I would do a more mainstream genre. Rapping was like the last thing on my list though. Like I never thought I would be a rapper. I thought I would be like some pop singer or some R&B singer. And then after watching like a Nicki Minaj documentary and I actually watched it for the first time in years yesterday, like, you know, it inspired me just seeing how hard she was working and, you know, different things like that. And I'm like, you know what? Let me try this. You know, this might be, be cool, but it wasn't like a, a venture in a sense of that this was going to be my career. I just wanted to try it. It ended up working out for me, clearly, you know, and fast forward and I'm here. So obviously you talked about going to these festivals and doing these shows, you know, for a new artist, you've already been in front of like massive crowds yeah. and you've performed alongside big soca artists, um, seasoned artists. What's one piece of advice right. that somebody's given you that stuck with you that you continue to think about on your journey? A lot. Like, um, one of the things that I learned from Masha Montano, like he's like the biggest artist mm-hmm. in social music. Me and him, we got a close relationship really fast. Like the first night I met him, I performed with him. Like I literally went into his, I didn't, cause I didn't know how big he was, right? So I'm my right. little eight year old self. I'm walking in his dressing room, pushing past the security. And I'm like, I wanna perform with you tonight. And he was like, you know, I don't even know you. Like I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know you, but you're so confident that I'm gonna say yes. So I told my mother, because his set was like three hours long. So right. by like the second hour, we like, he probably done forgot about me <laughs> and gonna just finish his set. And he turns and he looks at me. He's like, you ready? And I'm like, I'm ready. I went out, performed on stage with him. People started thinking and making up rumors that I was his daughter. Because after that performance, that's kind of what blew me up really fast. So people were like, oh no, this is probably his daughter or something like this. Like it's no way my shell is gonna just stand behind this little girl out of nowhere. And then we developed a close relationship and just seeing how he performed, I always asked them like, you have like three, four shows back to back. Your set is three hours That's per crazy. show. How are you maintaining this? And you have and you're doing this every day for two, three weeks straight for mm-hmm. Trinidad Carnival. And it's not like you're, you know, like you're just walking on stage and you're just singing. Like this man is jumping and waving pumping up a crowd so he's like you know he told me performing is an energy you know he was like music is the only thing in this world that is the most universal language because it could speak to a person and will have a person react without them even realizing like you ever listen to something and it puts you in a certain mood or you ever watched a movie if you watch a movie with no music it's two different movies mm-hmm. because the underlying music is what carries that emotion it makes you feel something without you even knowing and he was like when you have that power to captivate so many energies at one time you got to take time to protect yours so he was like before every performance he always takes at least 30 minutes by himself no matter how lit the backstage might be no matter how many girls is there he separates himself and just hones in on that energy and ever since then i start doing the same thing when it came to performing writing my raps even now like if i know i have to go do a freestyle i'll be lit chopping it up with my friends and then there'll be a time where you'll see me cool down and just be to myself okay you know and i go out i perform and then i'm back to regular but maintaining energy is, is is a big key and that's one of the biggest things i learned so you give yourself that moment to get in the zone to get out there and crush it absolutely 
Absolutely. Um, obviously, the, the soca artists that inspire you, you mentioned uh, Nicki Minaj. Who else influences your sound and inspires you? Yeah, um, yeah, Nicki Minaj, of course. Um, then when I fell in love with hip hop, I started listening to Meek. That's mm-hmm. like my set. Those two are like in my head, like my rapper parents. Like that's <laughs> Young Devin right there. So Who do you stay with and, though? There's the, the split up. The- right, you know, we in a little breakup. I go to, I visit each other on the weekends. Meek on so the weekends, weekend, okay. Right, I went to on the weekend. I went Nikki on the other weekend. It's a great balance, you know, All right. great. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, Meek, Nikki, then it came into like DMX. I grew up listening mm-hmm. to a lot of Jay-Z. Biggie. Then I started watching documentaries like Bad Boy documentaries, mm-hmm. and then I started getting into the West Coast with like Snoop Dogg and you know NWA, like the whole movement. And then it really just made me more so like a student of the game. And I really appreciate that I was so interested because it helped me with certain things like breath control and your addiction, just little things that in this generation or this day and age they're not really as paid attention to right. and championed as much. I think it's so great to have those little key things because it puts you a little further ahead, mm-hmm. further ahead, which is why I always tell people, make sure you study the game, always. I mean, that's dope. But you're, what, 19 years old and you're going back yeah. and you're telling me DMX is one of your influences and you're of listening course. to the old West Coast sound. Like, that's dope. That's crazy. So you make the switch from Soka. You're starting to do more hip hop music. Mm-hmm. We, we got the single right now, straight to it. It's buzzing right. in New York. Talk a little bit about the single. You're spitting bars on it. So uh, yeah. what's the vibe? Straight to it yeah so straight to it it just started out as a freestyle like mm-hmm. i was for a while i was doing freestyles because it was a point where i couldn't even release music so you know to maintain myself in my artistry i just started doing a lot of freestyles and that's kind of what you know gave me my initial visibility when i was able to release music again i didn't want to box myself in as a freestyle rapper so i stopped doing the freestyles as frequently right and then um my team they were like dev like you need to put like a put out like a freestyle i think your fans missed that i think that'd be dope content to put out so i'm like okay and then i kind of was like stalling it a little bit and then they asked me again i'm like okay so i went on youtube and i'm like you know what let me do like a little drill beat like i'm gonna have fun with this freestyle i might try too hard right so i had fun writing the freestyle i put it on my instagram page it goes crazy on my instagram the shade room teams repost it it goes viral on tiktok i'm like okay maybe this is something that i should run with so yeah momentum i'm like i'm gonna turn this into a full freestyle i wasn't even looking at it as a song yet i'm like i'm gonna just turn it into like a a full freestyle i'm gonna actually go and just record it and put it on audio but then i ended up extending it which is like the little breakdown that everybody Mm -hmm. loves i know those purple rules that be so then i went i recorded it and i'm like no this is fire and i sent it to my team they're like no this is fire and then i'm like no i want to shoot a video we shot the video got it done and put it out and i'm thinking it's gonna just be like you know we just put it out there as content for the fans Mm -hmm. it took a life of its own and i've just been super blessed with all the doors that straight to it has opened ever since probably one of the first drill sounding records that i've heard a female rapping on too which is exactly. which is dope to hear new york drill been around for a very long time like right. since like 2016 pop smoke was the one who, who definitely because you know it was buzzing and then it kind of died out for like a year or two and i feel like pop is the one who brought it back mainstream like he took it to a whole new level like uh new york drill had didn't even reach that level until he came in and really took it into the music industry and it became a known thing but if you do your research, because even I was saying at the time, I'm like, yo, it's nobody really out here, no female doing drill. Mm-hmm. And this was when it was still underground. So I decided to take it upon myself to do a drill song. So I was like the first fe- you know, female rapper in Brooklyn and New York to really do a drill record with uh, an artist named KJ Baller, God rest his soul. And we did that. 
it went crazy and people were saying the same thing like wow there's a female drill artist in new york yeah and that went super dope and then like i said of course the drill wave had died down and then with pop bringing it back he brought it back in a in a i feel like this is a more monumental way because this is actually new york's current sound right now like, and, it, and it's like this, permeated it's through a, the like rest of the country too energy. like everybody knows right, it now right it's like this is this is officially like the new york sound this new york drill you know there's definitely a difference between uk drill and new york drill but this is definitely a New York sound and I think the beauty of it is that it could connect globally into the UK so it's like you know of course I wanted to take part in that because I'm from New York and you know I just had fun with doing a freestyle it wasn't really a conscious decision but you know seeing how it went I realized and I embraced it like yeah this is my people this is who I'm from and you know this drill thing is super dope and it's fun to write it really is now I've seen um, on your social media you'll post uh, clips of yourself while your song's playing on the radio and for me that's super mm-hmm. dope because I love love seeing artists reaction when they hear yeah. their own music on the radio yeah. for the first time what's that like like do you just randomly stumble upon it does somebody say hey they're about to play your your music what's that feeling like when you hear it hit especially on a new york radio which has to be right. a crazy feeling right because new york radio is tough mm-hmm. and um that was crazy for me so it's like i know it's like i knew it was gonna be on the radio because my team told me but it's a difference where people are tagging you or telling you versus you finally experiencing it right so yeah I'm coming back from the interview. I'm with my friend. We're driving in the car. And so we're looking at the time and we're like, this kind of looks like the time that my song should be on the radio. Like, you okay. know, it's no scheduled things, but it's just like, I feel like this is the night. This is a nice time. I'm driving home. It's like eight, nine o'clock. This, it would be nice. It would be nice to hear my song. You know, it's traffic outside. So I know people listening. You're putting so it into the atmosphere. Positive thinking. Exactly. It's going to come on. Right. So we, we put the radio on for that reason, just to see. But then we clean, We just forgot about that conversation. By the time we got over the bridge from Manhattan to Brooklyn, we was mm-hmm. already on another topic, laughing, being goofy. <laughs> then I'm almost back home and I just hear my song. Like, I think Fleck just dropped the bomb. I'm thinking he's about to go into another song and I hear me. I'm like, wait, that's me? And I think I was on FaceTime with my manager at the same time. And so I'm talking to her and like, I'm hearing a song on the radio. And I'm like, wait, I'm going to call you back. And then I hung up <laughs> and then I called my mom and I'm like, mommy, turn on the radio. Then I hung up on her and then I started recording and screaming out the car like, y'all, this me on the radio. Like, it was such a great experience. And it really was just like a feeling of accomplishment. Like, wow, like you're really doing everything that you said you was going to do. You know, I love that. I love that. What's next? So we got we got um, straight to it. Baby mm-hmm. Go EP. Is that yeah. what we're, we're talking about? Yeah, Baby Goat, the EP is dropping. You know, um, it's been a long time coming. I've never put out a project for my fans. So this is my first official project. I'm really excited. My fans get to see me in all my forms, all my different shapes, sizes, emotions. So I'm really happy about that. And then, um, yeah, it's coming in a couple of weeks. I have a new record dropping this month, which is another thing that I'm really excited about because it's like straight to it. I'm not even going to say it was an accident because everything is planned in God's hands, you know? But it was more so like, I just did it and I wanted to just see what would happen and it went crazy. It's like, now I know, oh, this is what it is. (laughs) I'm wilding. So the next record, like if people think straight to it is good, I don't know what they're going to do about the next record. So I'm really just happy how everything is going and I can't wait. So EP in a few weeks, do we have features on it or is it all you? No, the first, well, the good thing is we're dropping two projects. So the first EP is going to be just straight me. I kind of want to make my first project about me coming to the game, right. you know, just with my imprint. You know, I don't want anybody to ever say like, oh, you got lit off of a feature. or Oh, if it wasn't for this person, you wouldn't be there. Like, I want people to genuinely love me for my music. And I 
think, you know, it's going to transcend. But the second EP, absolutely fire. Got some of these in the can or just people that you want to work with? Um, it's definitely some in the can. Definitely some people that I've just been talking to. Um, definitely I'm, I'm a little more patient now because what I thought I wanted to do straight to it has opened more doors for me so it's like i'm meeting newer artists like rowdy rebel i didn't know rowdy rebel we knew of each other but i never knew him personally so it's like straight to it opening that door and us now being able to work together or just me licking up with a lot of these artists and a lot of artists reaching out to me as well so you know i'm being a little bit more patient because i'm just i, I want to see what this record and the, my next record does because by the time my first ep comes out i don't even know i might put beyonce on my second so one. you're gonna <laughs> have you're gonna have rowdy you're gonna have Bobby and you're gonna have Beyonce on it, right? Yep, you got it, you got it, you got it. <laughs> yes, I love that. I heard Straight To was the first song and then I didn't know about the Soka background, I didn't know about anything else and I just went, I'm mm -hmm. like, let me listen to some other music that you got out. And then you also have this dope track called Secret. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. that song? Yeah, so Secret, like that's kind of one of the first stepping stones into my, my overall kind of my mastermind plan in the sense of, you know, bridging the Caribbean and the mainstream world together. Because I think, you know, Secret is a song I think would work really great in a pop world, but just as well as it is in Soka and the Caribbean in general, because it is really authentic. I'm not being gimmicky. Like I have a, like a real Trinidadian accent. Like these are real things. So mm -hmm. it's like, and on top of that, it's just a fun record. The concept is really fun. Everybody wants to have a little secret or imagine having a little secret. Like, you know, so I think it's just a real fun playing on thing. And um, it took a life on its own too. My fans loved it and responded well to it and I have more of those that's on the project as well so I heard straight to it and I'm like okay this is dope and then when I heard Secret I'm like oh I get it like now I like Young Devin's versatile like you, you you're right exactly like I will always tell people I'm an artist first, but you know, I love the fact that rapping is what's captivating people. Number one, I'm enjoying it. You mm -hmm. know, I, I'm having a lot of fun with it. And you know, with something, it's, it's just it's just a fun sport to be a part of. So I love it. But yeah, there's definitely more sides of me and I'm not rushing it. Like people are gonna see for themselves and it's nothing hard to pull up. Cause when you type in Young Devin, you are still gonna see my soca songs right in those <laughs> top results. So right. people know my culture and I always make sure that I rep it no matter what. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I love that yeah, energy excited for the EP, excited for the uh, Rowdy, Bobby, Beyonce feature. Right, can't forget Beyonce. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, we're throwing that in there too. So, uh, something I ask everybody uh, that I interview, the main state motto is the way life should be. So, in mm -hmm. Young Devin's own words, what is the way life should be? The way life should be peaceful. Simple as that. One word, peaceful. Peaceful. I like it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much Thank for the you. time. We're going to continue playing straight to it up here Thank in God, Maine. And we can't wait for the new music. Yes, I'll be there soon. Yeah, we need you to come up. We're opening things up soon. We're trying. We're opening things up be soon. There. You'll be I out here to open. perform. I'm, I'm the first one there. All right, perfect bet. <laughs> That's Young Devin checking in right there. It's Hot Radio Maine. Hot Mornings.